Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the 2021 film, The Spine of Night. Gotta be honest, this is one of those movies that uh, a few years ago when I was a big collector, I would have bought without even thinking about it. But I tried to do a little research. There was not much to find about this movie. Um, I'm a member on Blu-ray.com. It's one of the longest-running Blu-ray sites that do reviews, and you can keep your collection in there. As you buy new movies, you click a checkbox, and it goes into your collection, so you can kind of keep track of it. Things like that were very uh, helpful to me when I dealt with a hurricane years ago and could turn a list like that over to the insurance company and get reimbursed for it. But anyway, uh, I keep a list like that. And so anyway, I visit this site to reviews and new releases and things like that. And a month or two ago, they did a story about this movie coming out that's heavily animated, uh, distributed by Shudder, the horror network, uh, a fantasy movie. Uh, with rotoscope animation, it's the same kind of animation you saw in the old Ralph Bakshi movies of the 70s and 80s, Lord of the Rings, Wizards, uh, Fritz the Cat, stuff like that. It, it very much resembles heavy metal, which is funny. They only mentioned it once or twice in the making of, but it very much could be one of those short stories from one of the heavy metal movies extended to full length. The short version of my review is, if you love heavy metal, you will like this at the very least. The Blu-ray, uh, upon release a couple weeks ago, was $14.99. The 4K Steelbook is $19.99. Uh, if you love heavy metal, you will get some enjoyment out of this. I would go ahead and pick up a copy. It's not easy to stream unless you have Shutter. I guess it was on Shutter. I don't know. Couldn't find much about that. Philip Gillette and Galen King made it. Um... Philip is the one who has a Wikipedia entry. He's written like 15 episodes of Love, Death, and Robots. Galen has done some short animated movies. These two guys met, and this movie got made. It took them seven years to, to animate this film. Rotoscope animation, they basically film actors in basic outfits with basic props, and then they use that to help create natural movement in 12 frames per second animation movies are shot at 24 frames a second video games are usually 30 to 60 frames a second but old school rotoscope animation is 12 frames per second and that's why it kind of looks a little herky-jerky but still has some fluid motion to it so the movie is a fantasy plot that tracks um this blue flower and its magical properties over I don't know, 100 years or so. Um, the main character dies more than once. I'm not getting into spoilers. I'm just kind of roundabout talking about the movie. In 90 minutes, it squeezes in um, quite a lot of things that happen. But it's a, it's a story that's fairly simply told. I think I would like it a little bit better if it was a little more, more complex. But it's not that kind of movie. I thought when I first started watching it, it's going to be bloody and, and gory and have nudity just to be bloody, gory, and have nudity, but not so much. It's trying to be this kind of fantasy story that we just don't get these days that were quite prevalent in the 70s. Um, all the guys that made the movie bonded over things like Baldur's Gate, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, again, if I'm speaking your language, this is your kind of movie. You've got some pretty famous actors voicing um, 
roles in the film, actually. Richard E. Grant is one of the main actors, and I, I always like his work. Lucy Lawless, also. Patton Oswalt. And that's about it for big stars. But at 90 minutes, um, it's paced just about right. Um, I would have liked it to move a little bit faster, but then again, I'm short attention span when I get home from work. I watch this earlier in the evening because I have work to get done later on in the evening. The music was good. The acting was good. Um, the animation was good. I All in all, I'm glad I you know, took a chance and picked up this movie. It's not one of my favorite movies of the year or anything like that, but it scratches an itch that very few things do these days. And since I've seen things like heavy metal about a thousand times, it's nice to have something new. Um, it is quite gory. Limbs are hacked off. Heads are hacked off. People are sliced down the middle and entrails fall out. Um, the main character is nude through most of the movie, um, but it's animated. One thing that's nice to note, and I don't know if it's they were trying to do this or maybe it's just a, um, a byproduct of the animation style, but the human figures were more realistically shaped. If you watch Heavy Metal, every woman in there is built like a penthouse pet, which we all know in reality that's just not the case. And these men and women are a little more realistic, especially seeing a lot of naked women and none of them are perfect, which is, I don't know, I think that's kind of cool. The whole idea in a fantasy movie or fantasy story that a, a naked tribal woman could be walking up a mountain, a snow-covered mountain um, to complete a quest, I don't know, it's, it's very visual stunning, but in reality, wouldn't they freeze to death in about five minutes? The Spine of Night. This is a project of love. It took them seven years to animate this thing. Uh, there's a 30-minute documentary on the 4K that details they basically rented a space, a warehouse, and filmed these actors in, in terribly handmade paper props and things. But how they've animated it comes across, you know, I'm glad I watched it second because, wow, you know, what they were able to pull off. And I know a little bit about animation. I was very much into heavy metal. And, and so this very much is a companion piece to heavy metal movies. It just feels like a heavy metal movie. There's a blue orb and there's a little bit of magic. And there's, you know, obviously lots of naked women and violence. But if you're into that kind of thing, you know, it's definitely a guy kind of thing. But I know there are women that will dig it too. The Spine of Night, it's just that kind of fantasy story we don't get much that the major studios aren't going to make anymore. It's just not, you know, it's kind of a niche. But in that niche, there's going to there's gonna be people that absolutely love this film. I think it's really good. It was entertaining. It's a good story. Um, I need to watch it. It, it. it satisfies one of those things in me that I need from a movie that stays in my collection, I need to be able to watch it more than once and get more out of it. And this is definitely one watching it a second time, knowing what happens, I can pay more attention to some of the little nuances and what's really going on. Um, the Spine of Night, what a surprise. Um, it's really good for what it is. Like I said, don't think it's, you know, I'm not going to sit here and go watch it like Alita Battle Angel. That was a movie not enough people saw, but you see it and it's like, wow, this is like a big budget mass appeal you know, thing. Now, this is very much a niche thing, but if, like, again, if you love heavy metal, you will like The Spine of Night. That's the simplest review I can give you. Um, if you like everything about heavy metal, 
then you're probably going to like a lot of the things about this. It, it's very much for that audience, and they nailed it. That's what they were going for. So kudos to them. I hope they get to make more. Galen, the animator, he's made two short films before this. Um, and the guy who wrote it, he just wanted to do a fantasy film. He wanted to do an interesting story within the fantasy genre, and he did. I guess when you work in like high sci-fi, like Love, Death, and Robots, you need something a little more down-to-earth, if you will. Um, yeah, all in all, kudos. And very nice for the RJ, RJE films to release the 4K only in a steelbook. You don't get a choice. It's not like a Best Buy exclusive or anything if you're buying the 4K version of this film. Now, one of the reviews I read as the movie was coming as being shipped to me um, was that there was not HDR on the copy that the person watched, and they didn't really notice much difference between the 4K and the Blu-ray version. I have yet to try to compare. But the first thing I will say is, Again, as I've said in many reviews, buy the 4K because as TVs get bigger and projectors can blow up bigger, you need the biggest version of these movies so they don't look all pixelated when you blow up to 100 inches or more. So that's why I would go for 4K. My TV and Blu-ray player signified Dolby Vision, and the lights lit up and it came on as Dolby Vision. I need to put the Blu-ray in and see. Um, I know that sometimes I've caught my Blu-ray player putting HDR on things that probably didn't have. Um, but this movie did set off my, my Dolby Vision light. So according to my system, it does have HDR on it. And it looked fine. This is simplistic, 12 frames a second animation. The colors were deep and rich. Um, but it's not like you're going to see a whole lot of detail because there's not the characters don't really have any shading. There's not a whole lot of detail to anything but the backgrounds. So I don't know how much 4K, I've always wondered how much 4K plays into uh, making animation look better. I have very few animated things on 4K. That being said, it was a stable picture. The music soundtrack was great. The audio was really good. Um, it didn't sound like a low-budget production. It doesn't come across as a low-budget production. It doesn't come across as Pixar either, but I liked it. Um, I will watch it again. I highly recommend if you like things like heavy metal, if you went, ooh, then definitely rent it or buy it. Uh, you'll get some mileage out of it. The Spine of Night, it's available now on Blu-ray, 4K, and it's been on digital since October of 2021. There you go. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thank you very much for listening, for making this part of your day. I hope you like the movie. And if you ever listen to one of my reviews and watch one of these movies and want to talk about it, uh, Please feel free to comment or reach out. I'm not hard to get a hold of. Thanks and have a great day. <laughs>